2: Middle Cop! Hey, baby! Welcome to Super Bowl League! Yay! When's the Lee Steinberg party? Did you, are we in? Did we get invites this year?
0: I, I was texting with Jeff Schwartz. Uh, he said the su- all the Super Bowl parties are shut down, so I, I guess even they're not Steinberg's? happening. Yeah, I, I, I've i been invited to that thing every single year, never never attended. Never been able to go. I no. know.
2: Maybe next year, John. Where's Does the Super it feel Bowl like Super Bowl year? week to you? No. No, no because either. Super Bowl week always starts the same way for me with the watching of the Pro Bowl. And I didn't even get to do that on Sunday, you know? Pro Bowl exists this year? Uh, the Pro Bowl celebration existed, apparently. I did not catch a second of it, but... I saw some retweets
0: on my timeline of, like, players holding Pro Bowl jerseys. Like, it looked like Kyler Murray, but he's, like, on vacation, but, like, he's got his jersey with him, yeah. smiling, you know? Kyler from Greece. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it pretty sweet to make the Pro Bowl in a year where you don't even need to fake it and you get the bonus?
2: Do you get the bonus? What, you fuck yeah, in your contract? Oh, but, I mean, you don't get... I guess you don't get, like, the... I don't the think vacation. the Pro
0: Bowl really pay... I don't think they really pay you. Oh, they do. I think they... Remember I, one time I read it was like 60 grand to the winner to and 30 winner, grand to the yeah. loser. But they give you the free week in Hawaii with your kids and you drink and you hang out.
2: Yeah, and you, I don't yeah, think... So yeah, a little bit of a loss. I would guess it doesn't matter how rich you are. An all-expenses-paid vacation is still an all-expenses-paid vacation.
0: Especially when you factor in... Like for the individual, it's not as big a deal, but knowing it makes his wife happy, his you kids take, take kid, your parents, yeah. take your brother. It's just and, and what are the, what happens? Like your brother's out there, like he's just drinking beers
2: with Peyton Manning over there. <laughs> you
0: know, it's just it's very relaxed. Yep, you don't have to worry. I've about, heard, about the, I've the always service. heard great things like people with the Chiefs over the years. Back when Andy had Alex, and they weren't going to the Super Bowl, they used to. I think they coached Super Bowl, uh, the Pro Bowl a couple times. And they said it's a blast. Remember Nagy like took pictures with odell beckham jr with his kids yeah that was the story with his like, kid
2: got to meet everybody right
0: yeah they were like pigs and shit you know just hanging out with odell odell when they did it was like a was like a steph curry yeah i don't i don't think it'd quite be the same but three or four years ago people forget You're kyler, kyler might
2: be that guy this year you know coaches' kids would want to see kyler i think kyler would be up there i think
0: lamar would be really big yeah. video games right yep definitely i, I remember last year I forget who was coaching the game, but their kids, like Lamar, was the hit. <laughs> Everyone wanted. Because if you're a video game player, you would be the Ravens and just run around with Lamar. You would kick ass. Yeah. Because I did that, that with Michael Vick back in the early 2000s in college with Madden. Right. You're right. That was who, somebody last year. Well, It wouldn't have been Belichick. Who'd he beat? Rabel, maybe? But it could have been uh, the second round. It wouldn't have been Harbaugh. I don't know who it was. I thought, it was, see,
2: it was, it actually in my head it was Harbaugh, but it wasn't Harbaugh.
0: No, because his kids, they could just take a picture with Lamar whenever. whatever. Yeah. Right?
2: <laughs> In theory. Um. Anyway, podcast brought to you by Ease.com. Promo code HAM, everybody. Or if you're a returning user, promo code HAM10. Get you 10% off. First-time users, promo code HAM. Get you 20 bucks off your first order of $50 or more.
0: Big discounts. Big things happening. E-A-Z-E.com. Promo code HAM for our first-time users. $20 off. A purchase of $50 or more. Pre-rolls, vapes, edibles, topicals, you name it. Go check out the website. It's really easy to use. Doesn't get any easier. Tell your friends. Tell your brothers. Tell your sisters. Tell your cousins. Tell your people. Also, if you're a returning user, use Ham10 to get yourself a little 10% discount. How do you beat that guy? I don't think you can. Can you?
2: No, you can't beat it. It's the Super Bowl this week. Put it on the table next to the nachos. Just got to be 21 or over. You get verified online in minutes and then, bam, delivered right to you uh, in just a few minutes. It, It can't be easier. We appreciate the support of the podcast. We appreciate the enjoyment. We appreciate the DMs you send us of everything you guys are getting on. Ease, you can get drinks, by the way. THC IPAs oh shit I'd take one right now <laughs> <laughs> ease.com promo code ham or promo code ham10 tell your friends tell your friends uh, podcast also brought to you by Draft Kings where uh, I was in 5th for a lot of Sunday afternoon I eventually fell out of the top 10 I think uh, congratulations to our uh, winners in this week's uh, Draft Kings game in golf and uh, we're looking forward we'll put out Monday a Super Bowl DraftKings game which should be a blast Yep.
0: Download the app. Promo code HAM. Someone DM'd me and said, hey, I uh, I live in Michigan. I listen to your guys' podcast. I download the app. I want to give you guys credit, and I forgot to use the promo code. I said, go to Game Support. I looked, and you can like send an email to support, and they'll just co- contact you right back. But use the promo code HAM when you download the app. And I know this app is only going to get more and more popular. I wouldn't mind having own a little stock if the Reddit guys would take that bad boy to the moon and double or triple it. Uh, maybe that can happen one day. Stocks. But DraftKings download uh, download the app. You can play. You know, you don't just have to play football with us. I mean, we play golf every week, and maybe we'll play golf. I think they're playing uh, Phoenix Open this week. Oh, fantastic! This is a good sports week all of a sudden then, because it starts on Thursday. Uh, I, I think they allowed you know that whole where all everyone gets wasted you know whole sixteen yeah. Uh, they're going to allow like ten thousand people in there. It's
2: usually like eighty. Hell, 80, 80 people would would actually. You could make a lot of noise. Um, DraftKings, the Super Bowl uh, fifty-five golden ticket giveaway. When you use the promo oh. code Ham, that's what's big because you get up to fifty-five million dollars in prizes up for grabs. Here's what you do: you get uh, you you sign up with the code Ham, and then you enter the free Super Bowl prediction challenge. And once you submit your picks, you will get a free instant prize of up to twenty-five thousand dollars and if you have the most predictions correct you could win up to a million bucks so go get it uh, download the draftkings app promo code ham everyone get, every 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 everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing and you can enter the free $55 million super bowl challenge see terms and conditions eligibility restrictions apply See draftkings.com for details if the rams had had matt stafford are we sure the bucks would have been in the super bowl or would it be the rams if the Ra- that's a good question, I mean the Rams got pretty would have been far w- with Jared Goff and uh, John Wolford. <laughs> they would have been right in the mix. I'll tell you that much. I was reading one of the athletic writers, maybe that covers the Rams. He one thing he said was like, you could tell McVay was downright giddy the week he got to game plan with John Wolford. Like, that's that's not a good sign for Jared say. Goff. Hence, two weeks later, Gonzo, you go. Before we get any further, John, real quick, don't forget, go check out the Haberman
0: and Middlecoff YouTube page. Yep. And uh, like everyone's been doing, leave a review on the iTunes review sheet. You just go there, Haberman Middlecoff, where you listen, leave a little review, five, four stars, however many stars. If you like the podcast, great. If you don't, just leave a question and we'll answer it here on the show, mailbag at the end of the show.
2: All right. We will get to, uh, we got a bunch of mailbag questions for the end of the show today, actually. Uh, so we'll get to that a little later, but uh, this is a meaty pod, so let's dive in. Matt Stafford got traded on Saturday night in following sports for three decades plus, John. One of the most unique trades I've ever seen. Uh, We thought the Rams were stuck with Jared Goff, and they got unstuck. Two firsts, a third, and Goff for Matthew Stafford.
0: I looked down at my phone. I went deep into the archives. I was watching Double Jeopardy. Late '90s, Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. Good uh, p- pretty good movie. Yeah. All of a sudden, I get a text. Omg, and from you. And I assumed okay. For I, I think you would have. It, it wouldn't have been the same if he was a Niner. Yeah. So my first thought is, I think I would I have texted the co- you
2: the same thing if he was an. I, I not Maybe know you would question.
0: have. So I went to Twitter immediately and just typed in Adam Schefter. And then when I saw it, I mean, just like most people, there is just some shock and awe. When you see that he's going to the fucking Rams, when you factor in how would he go to the Rams? They have no money, and they have a quarterback. They're stuck <laughs> with. Well, it turns out they were telling us. Sometimes when someone tells you something, I think coward says it. Sometimes just listen. Just listen to what they're telling you. Like, I, were they doing I that say randomly? It. Maya Angelou. No.
2: When someone shows you who they are, believe them.
0: Yeah, they they told you they didn't like him, and they they would not have said that if they didn't know. Ultimately, a quick just my take immediately when it happened, like a little bit of an inside job. Right. Brad Holmes, who is now the general manager for the Lions, had been a lifer, had been with the Rams for over a decade, had been through several jams, but with less forever. And I've heard less talk about him and clearly likes him a lot. He was a college director when they drafted this quarterback. I don't know how like what your draft grade was five years ago, what that means now to Jared Goff and his huge money, but whatever, because you just look at this deal, you go. I get the picks, but why would you want Jared Goff? It's still to this day. I mean, it's only a day later, <laughs> not even. <laughs> still in. My, let's rephrase it. Still in my mind, I don't quite understand the Goff element. That's where I get back to. I, I don't know how it can really be argued that it wasn't a little bit of an inside job. Yeah, Especially well, when you factor in they, the way they're taking. They didn't get anything in the immediate. They got a third-round pick this year, right? They didn't get a first-round pick. They didn't get a second-round pick.
2: God, there's so much to talk about with this with this trade. Um, firstly, real quick though, when something crazy happens, would you rather receive a text that just says OMG and then you get the anticipation when you go straight to Twitter, then if I had texted you like golf just got traded to the lions for Stafford and to what, like as if I'm Schefter, I I, I like, Oh my God, can
0: you believe that? 100%.
2: Then I mean, then like 60 seconds later, I called you to make sure I wanted to hear the reaction. And you were as stunned it, you, as I was. But if someone
0: gives you like the logistical breakdown of something cool, it's not as cool as reading it for yourself. Oh, my God. The The
2: the the, the Lions just took on $66 million to their cap over the next three years. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I looked at it like there's a bunch of different analogies we can make. When somebody says like, gun to your head, what would you do if dot, dot, dot. The answer is literally anything. To save your own life, you would probably do almost anything. The Goff, I think the Rams viewed Goff as a gun to their head. They could not win the championship with Jared Goff as their quarterback. So they were willing to do whatever it took to make Jared Goff not their quarterback. If that meant attaching two ones and a third to him, then that's what it meant. I I understand why they did it. I'm with you. I understand. When you're saying why the-
0: two ones, you got to throw in the fact they don't have a one this year. Well, and all these reports, all these teams are offering a one now. Yeah, like yeah. they're offering a one now. And they said, the Lions said, no, we'll take your later ones, which anyone in NFL front of the office, you got to take percentages off those ones and the quarterback that no one wanted. Like, they had been in the ether of, like, the Rams are sniffing around on Stafford. And most of normal people, I'm not even talking about fans, but fans, I think, understand, like, how the hell is this possible? And I was just kind of like a fan. How the hell is this going to be possible? Yeah. And then it happens. Yeah. I'm still a little shocked, guy. I am too. Like, I, like it's it's pretty crazy. And that's back to... It has to. It's an inside job. Like there's just, and I'm not saying that in a bad way, but the Rams, I'm giving them a lot of credit. They are instantly. The season doesn't even need to officially end, which it will when the Super well, Bowl happens. They're a big time favorite next year. Yeah, on I mean, paper.
2: yeah, but but explain what you mean by inside job. I mean because part of inside job in this case is the GM and the Lions drafted Jared Goff. Like clearly was, they
0: or was there part of it. Yeah, right. They
2: valued Goff. The Lions did more than. A lot of people. But I also think they, like, did they get the third round pick because they took golf, or did they get the extra first because they took golf? Because I view it I like think, they I got think we'll the extra we'll find more out this first. week. How many? somebody offers? else offering two ones?
0: Yeah, I, I don't know that for sure. I do know, which I think we all know now, several teams were offering once. I've talked to people that know the value of stuff that said the Colts deal, and I don't know if this was their offer, but if they had offered their first, second, and third round pick it is better than all the picks the Lions got because a, a first rounder three years away is worth 70% of what the Rams don't have a first rounder, but if they did, it's right. worth right now.
2: Right. Like a 2022 so, first is worth like a 2021 second.
0: Yeah. It's like 85% of the value. Now it's not like a set number, right? Like if I say, I'll give you $10,000 in two, two years, you know, I'm getting $10,000 in two years. Now, any human knows, especially if you're in, if you've taken a finance class, that money is not as valuable in two years that it is right now. The difference with a draft pick is like that number. If it goes Houston Texans, could be that ten thousand dollars in two years could jolt to like fifty thousand dollars in two years, right? Yeah. Or if they win the Super Bowl, that could be worth seventy five hundred. So there's just an unknown with draft picks on the success of that franchise. But the Goff contract. The Rams, the Lions are paying him $43 million the next two years. That is money that the that the, that the Rams are just, I, I'm basically, Stafford is cheaper than Goff and you're paying for it. So I know Peter Schrager, listen, I like the guy. I know he's tight with McVay and they want to make it look like a lot of people are lining up for Goff and he would have had a market. I'm going to push, and I don't claim to know most teams in the league. But I, I know a couple, and I can ask around, and I, I, do, I haven't found one positive thing on Jared Goff. You and me, if you live on the West Coast, you just consume a ton of NFC West football, and even when they're not playing the Niners or Seattle, you just see a lot of Jared Goff. I, I, when you factor in his money, you can't, like, Stafford had a big market. Now, like, the Washington football team, the Colts, the Niners, they might have had, like, line of uh, a line where they were not willing to go over, but he had a market. You can't convince me, Goff, like, besides, like, hey, we'll give you a seventh, you eat a little of the money, we'll take him. The teams were lining up to give you a third-round pick for him.
2: No, that's why I think—
0: He had been playing so poorly. He was terrible against the Jets.
2: That's why I'll be surprised if anyone else offered two ones, because two ones, you'd have to take that over what the Rams offered you.
0: Especially if one of the ones is right now,
2: right? Yeah. So
0: if the Colts are offering, hey, we'll give you two ones, you're getting a pick right now. Another one of my just assumptions with the Lions, they're cool with kind of bottoming out. And when I say bottoming out, they're really looking toward sucking this year and next year. They're now not forced to take a quarterback. The problem, my pushback would be, Jared Goff is actually, for as much shit as everyone's talking about him, he is not like a Mike Glennon or something. You'd have been better off not taking Jared Goff, signing some scrub, winning two or three games, getting a top five pick. Like Jared Goff, to me, if Dan Campbell and his coaching staff is decent, would it shock you if they go like six and
2: ten and they're just in no man's land drafting at ten? I'd be a little surprised if they win six games, but I get your point. Like you could do a lot worse if you're really going to bottom out. He's way better than a lot of crappy guys you could easily sign for cheap. I think they just viewed it like how do we get the most ones for the future? And the beauty of having ones in the future future is that if you're not going to be good for two or three years, you know, drafting a player right now in the first round if you're not going to be good for three more years in some ways even if you nail the pick kind of throws your cycle off cuz he's almost too good too early cuz he's going to be expensive in 4 years when you're actually trying to get good. So in that way it really pushes their clock back. Like I I don't hate it from that perspective for them. And the other thing I wonder is did There might have been another factor here, which is maybe Stafford, maybe Washington did make a better offer, and Stafford's like, I don't want to go there.
0: Well, and that's been reported. They really wanted to take care of him. He has been, and this is – we'll talk about Deshaun later. There are two ways to handle things. And Tom Condon, Matt Stafford, this is about as professional of a divorce as you'll ever see, right? He worked with them, reported that him and Dan Campbell spent like an hour breaking down the roster. If you told me like Matt Stafford and Dan Campbell were neighbors – In another life, I I could see them being friends. Like they probably would have hung out. Like it's, I don't think it was contentious. They wanted to take care of them. And we'll get into the Niners. I'm sure they didn't offer as much, you know, in theory on paper. And maybe they viewed Goff a lot better than Jimmy Garoppolo, which isn't crazy because Jared Goff plays, Jimmy Garoppolo does not. But from the Lions, like I, I don't quite understand it all. From the Rams, easiest deal they'll ever make just to get Matt Stafford to get and get rid of Jared Goff for some future ones that they clearly don't give a shit about ones anyway. Guy, right now on paper, again, if this was a normal year, the Combine's not happening, the Combine happens at the end of this next month. We're, we're st- at, when we're recording this, I guess tomorrow's February 1st. We're still in January. So, like, a lot of movement can still happen. A lot of guys can still get traded. Nothing, there are still teams playing. But... The Rams, regardless what other teams do, including the Niners, I don't see how with Matt Stafford and the roster of the guys they already have, they're not just one of the clear favorites in the NFC. And until the Niners do something to me, even with Seattle too, they're the clear favorite in the NFC West.
2: The Rams are.
0: The Rams are.
2: Yeah, Yeah. I agree with that. Based on the acquisition of Stafford, I would not have looked at them that way previously. And part of it was I knew that I knew. No matter what the state of the Niners is, with a solid defense, they can beat Jared Goff. We saw it repeatedly. I said it. We've talked about it for a long time. That Goff is not a day off for the Niners defense, but it is you called what they. Huh? You called it? Did it a I vacation. call it? Okay, well, it was a day off. It's a vacation day, <laughs> Stafford. Because that's not. what it's been. Yeah, it's exactly. It is right up their alley. It is, <laughs> you know. It's what you they thr- get. It's, they thrive against non-mobile quarterbacks. And not even just like, non-mobile quarterbacks, non-guys that can really just sling it. What he's been for them is if it's a divisional opponent in baseball and somehow you play him 17 times and you see their ace like once. Like you just, oh, it's once again, we're getting their third, fourth, and fifth starters. It's incredible. That's what golf. That's what golf has been for the for the four downers defense. So I uh, look, uh, bottom line, Rams know, have balls. Give they get they, they do, but bottom line, I I think when you look at it like they didn't have a choice. It, it's it's less about like how big their balls are and more about can we win a championship with this guy? If the answer is no, then we have to be go. We have to be willing to do a potential deal with the devil to get out of it.
0: And- but I, I do I do wonder if Les Need would have doubled down on his comments last week if he didn't know he had a very good chance to do this because that it's one thing it's to the odd. coach the GM rarely talks like that. Almost knew. That's where I get to the inside job, and I'm saying that to like diminish their accomplishment. He had to give two first round picks. He had to give a third. But you just can't convince me that like even team like the Washington Reds or the Washington football team, the Bears, these teams that kind of need a quarterback, and clearly were, we're sniffing around on Stafford. The Colts would have wanted Goff because I, I i just I don't believe you. I don't think they would
2: have. Not unless it's like hey. Six rounder for golf, golf, and he'll cost you. But those fifteen million. Are, the problem is you're talking about teams that are close to winning, and teams that are close to winning don't have the, usually don't have the financial space. That's what I'm to
0: saying. Golf, no. And, and talking to just different people around the league, and just if you follow the NFL, you know this, and it pisses some people off sometimes. Cap space in the NFL is a positive for two reasons. One, you can roll it over, and I'm not, it's not because you're saving your owner money. It's just sometimes there aren't players worth paying. And you can always pay a player. You can always pay someone on your team, so it gives you that wiggle room. Plus, it always allows you, when you are in a position like the Bills last year, okay, we'll trade for Dicks and then we'll give him a bump. We're the Arizona Cardinals. We'll trade for DeAndre Hopkins, and we'll give him a bump. The, the, the flexibility, you hear about it more in the NBA than you do in the NFL, but it is very valuable in the NFL to not... It's, it's why the Goff contract three days ago, or less than 24 hours ago, was viewed to me as like an albatross. Impossible. they're screwed. Yeah, I know. I know. And now they're not. Do You believe he would have been traded if this thing hadn't materialized? Like, do you think some team would have traded for Jared Goff without them? No, but 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 again, like,
2: I just don't think there were that many people that fit in the category that would have been able to do it. Like, because in order to get rid of Goff, you would have to be giving something else up with him, and you wouldn't give something else up with him, a sweetener, unless you were getting... I guess you actually could have done it without even getting Stafford in return and just said, we're going to go. We got another we're going to trade golf. We're going to send you golf and two ones for something random. And then we'll use, you know, then we'll go get whoever Marcus Mariota or Ryan Fitzpatrick or, you know, just make up a name.
0: What I I wonder is, let's say, let's say, let's say Stafford was traded to the Colts and they wanted a quarterback. And you go, maybe they would have just taken, hey, we'll give you a third-round pick. You take Jared Goff, and you guys can just deal with Jared. They might have done that, right?
2: Uh, See, I feel like you still would have had to give them something better than a third to take Goff.
0: I tend to agree, but I wonder then if it was this cause you don't have a first round pick. You give us your third this year, your first round pick next year. That was the cost of Stafford. And then the one in two in
2: 2023 was the cost. Of that's college. what I, I think, I don't think we'll find out somebody was offering two ones. And the second one was the cost to take off. And that's why I, again, I say so like, for the, so for
0: them, it was worth it. Like eat some of the money, get the extra first round pick. It's like when you buy a even pick, even though we don't NBA. get one now, but, but I, I do just wonder. I I saw someone say this on Twitter actually, and it made some sense that the one thing this year, it was like a Lance Line, someone like involved in the league, around the league that knows. This year's a little weird, right? Just the draft. You don't know that much about your players. The f- you just There's no combine that you scouts weren't allowed Less in. games.
2: Some guys didn't Are, play Aren't games. you going
0: to be better off next year just evaluating the guys when you can go into schools? And, the, and definitely in two years. So maybe you just, Dan they're, they're taking a big picture view. But but back to the Rams, I they would do this, they might have thrown in
2: another one to do this deal. Like they've they been allowed, to, and they want to. They they're not The league rules prohibit that. <laughs> yeah, true. The other thing is, they're in LA. I would add that too. Like being in LA might be a factor here, right? Like you just have to stay to stay relevant. You just splash. You get rewarded for it. They're the most aggressive team in the NFL
0: by a wide margin. There are some aggressive teams in the NFL.
2: Like yeah, I don't. Part see of any the any reason they've really had to is. be aggressive is they've signed two contracts that have been up. immediately yeah. terrible. Yeah. Did the Niners miss out on Matthew Stafford? Now that we know the price, and it's hard because Jared Goff was included to make an apples-to-apples comparison, like they traded two ones, could the Niners have traded two ones? But seeing the price now, did the Niners miss out? Should they have gone to two ones? And if they had, would that have gotten the deal done? What do you think? To me,
0: if he had ended up on Washington and definitely on the Colts, I don't think it would be that big a deal. And I don't think fans would be up in arms or questioning anything. But he ended up on the Rams, who are in the division and a team that the Niners recently have kind of kicked their ass, but I just, McVay, Shanahan. Like, it's a thing. It's a thing we talk about nonstop. So, let's dive into just the the package. One, I understand anyone this stinks. Because you go, the Rams got rid of Jared Goff. The Niners, we've been fucking talking about Jimmy Garoppolo for whatever, you know, three years really. The year he heard his ACL, then the year he goes to Super Bowl, and now this year the just this year was a disaster. And there's they still got him. Now it's early. It's only, you know, like I keep saying, January thirty first as we're recording this. A lot. The free, this is not doesn't even become official till the middle of March. But as of right now, they got rid of Jared Goff and got Matt Stafford. They they just pulled that off. And the Niners just still stuck here with Jimmy Garoppolo.
2: You know, you just reminded me that two weeks ago we had a conversation about about the Rams and the Niners and the division and one thing I felt, and I think you agreed, was whatever happens with the Rams and the Seahawks and the Cardinals, the one thing you'll always feel good about now is the Rams get more expensive, and they don't have this you know collection of first-round picks that have, they've they've been using to reinfuse their team with talent for the next two or three years. They won't be able to run away from you. They won't be able to truly separate themselves from the Niners, even if they're good. Because of Jared Goff. Like, he just limits them. And ultimately, I think that's a big reason why they did the deal. is because they knew they had a limiter. They could not accelerate past a certain speed because he was their quarterback. And now you look over and go, oh, my God, they actually upgraded. So do we need to react if we're the Niners? Well,
0: see, one thing I'm not going to overreact on as of today is we still got time left in the offseason. Like, the offseason— it, that wasn't the last day of the off season, and they're just impossible to make moves. So I, as we sit here right now, the Niners have the worst quarterback in the division, I think by a wide margin. Like if you just, what quarterbacks do you want? Well, they're the ugh. no one. If it was girls in a bar, be three babes, some younger than older, but Jim, Jimmy actually is probably the best looking one. But in this analogy, he's by far the worst looking one. So it's just, it's a disaster. Different from strokes for different folks, John. Yeah, it's a disaster from that standpoint. Um, now. Yeah, I mean, would they have? Would they? Would they have accepted? Like, what if I had told you they had traded pick twelve, a two thousand twenty-one? Is this your yeah 2022 1st rounder? So pick right. twelve next year's first rounder. Let's say let's say the third is next year because part of the Rams giving the third is they just didn't have anything to give them. They had to give them something. So the third is next year and Jimmy Garoppolo. I think people would have been like, "Damn!" Right? They gave him two ones and this one is really good. Yeah. So I would just. If you just base it on the Rams ones, one thing I think you have to take into account is in the last four years, the Rams have been, unlike the Niners, to the playoffs three out of the last four years. and two of those four years, they've been in the second round and that one year they went to the Super Bowl. So every so two of those years, their picks have been past 24. So right away, pick 12, if they just make it to the divisional round, let's just say one of the next two years and first round and out, Pick 12 right away is like better than pick 23 and 24 in back-to-back years, right? Or the Colts or whoever. Like that's, 12 is a lot. And we've been talking about that. Like it's, it's hard to just throw other ones with 12 because you go 12 is not equal. You could give me pick 24. If you wanted to get to 12, would you do 24 in next year's one? You might, but you think about it. Like that's a lot. 12 is a powerful
2: entity. Yeah, I would commend... If the Niners had done that deal, I would commend them for being aggressive for a player that's clearly an upgrade. But I would, and we talked about this potential beforehand, he's not a flawless player. His ceiling is high. But my primary concern with him is the durability. Even though he's clearly a tough guy and he has played a ton, the fact that in 2019, the back is what cost him half his season. Um, that's, that's a concern now and, ha- and had some back pain this year and had some right. back pain this year. And he's not exactly behind right now. At least the Niners would, their offensive line needs some help. Just like the Rams offensive line needs some help, but he makes an offensive line better than Jared Goff makes an offensive line too. But anyway, yeah, I, I would be giving the Niners credit for being aggressive. Um, I would say that's a lot. I would, I would not love it. I would feel good about the fact that they upgraded a quarterback, which if you just say you upgraded a quarterback, is that good? Yes, that's always good. Yeah. Because that's but, what
0: we're giving the Rams credit for, and they're a contender. Now, I think their team on paper, because they have all these stars committed, right, Jalen, Donald, Cup, Akers, uh, who else? I Robert Woods, like they are kind of ready. Like the Niners, there is some turnover going on with them. They're going to lose a bunch of players this year. They have like these new influx of young guys that I think like Kinlaw, how good can he be? It's still unknown. Upside feels high. Bosa coming back off an ACL. There's just some question marks. It would have been a risky move because I would have been like, wait. And again, I'm someone that thinks I can flip Jimmy for like a fourth. I don't have to include Jimmy in that. Like Jimmy is separate. My My one, my two ones alone should be enough because my two ones, 12 and next year's one is better than what the Rams got. Or excuse me, the Lions got.
2: Because yes. Assuming the Lions don't the picks, like Jared Goff, which at this and point... And
0: that that to me gets back to the inside job slash inside information or the GM convinced Dan Campbell to like the guy. And if they like Jared Goff dramatically more than Jimmy Garoppolo, which I think it's fair to say maybe they do, because you could argue if like you just needed a quarterback, I give you 12 and Jimmy Garoppolo and like next year's three, that's a lot. Because yeah. 12 is a lot. Like right? the Niners last year went from they didn't have any picks remember they went from 13 to 14 they used that extra pick to get to move up to get Ayuk uh, Ayuk so it's like but we're we're kind of arguing semantics here at the end of the day one team's got Matt Stafford and it's a team you play twice a year and it's kind of like your little coaching rivalry and you still as of right now a lot of time left have fucking guy that I don't think any of the fans want back slash I don't really think you want back slash He's hurt all the time, and he's not as good as Matt Stafford. So I, there's two ways to look at it. We can get in the nitty-gritty and, like, the value, yeah, you save some money. But one guy has a house, yeah, maybe he overpaid for. He's living in the house. You're still, you're, you know, you're nitpicking, but you're still in your house. Now, can you upgrade? Maybe. And we keep saying that. Probably, but maybe not. Like, can you, like, land, map? Because if I told you, like, hey, guy, they end up getting, and we'll dive into the options, but I'll just, for this yeah, get. Topic, no, get uh... we'll, go, we'll go through some of the options, but let's just land, quarterback X Matt Ryan Kirk Cousins or whatever for a fourth and can just hold you over for a year or two and you're just going to be able to compete with them yeah. you're like well I'd rather have the 12 and maybe you can convince me and that's where I, I'm not going to like draw some line in the sand and question because I understand if you're a fan you're like what the hell Boy, the Rams got him because my text blew up like oh are you kidding me? Most people, I know a ton of, like we all do, if you live in Northern California, most of my friends are Niner fans, and they were just perplexed. Joff hit the floor like anyone did, just the Rams got him. So now the Niners got
2: to play this guy, and they're
0: still stuck with Jimmy Garoppolo. So can they pivot? Time is on their side, but the options, like this was the best options. now the most expensive option.
2: Yeah, but, but again, part of the big picture is Jimmy Garoppolo, their starter opening day. Uh, do they nail the twelfth pick, or in two years do we look back and they whiffed on the pick? Do they use the pick to move up? Like that's part of the big, big picture. Um, that well, because I think Sean McVay would be like, "Oh yeah, you guys have had we haven't had a first rounder in
0: forever." Like, how's Ruben Foster and Solomon Thomas treating you? Right, right. Oh, McGlinchy's really killing it, isn't he? Right, right. Yep. Yeah. Nick Bosa I didn't you see him who, when we played. No, you know who I do see? Jalen Ramsey dominating DK Metcalf. You know who I do see? Jared Goff on a plane flight to Motor City, and Matt Stafford I driving up from Newport every day. Because that—that's uh, where I get back to McVay. But but what I'm my ultimate point on this? I, I don't know if the Niners—they were in a tough spot because their pick is way better than all. And these we talked about that from the picks. beginning.
2: You'd much rather trade the twenty-first pick than the twelfth pick. I'll, I'll look. I'll answer it simply this way.
0: But it but it was kind of in that land where it'd be if it was like seven, we wouldn't even have discussed it. But it was like in the early teens, or we like you know twelve.
2: Yeah, if they had had twenty five, you would have been like, "God, why didn't you trade twenty five for Matt Stafford?" As it stands today, I think it's easy for I think it's I think what a lot of Niners fans have is FOMO.
0: But but I just but think today the, Ram, the today the Rams are way better than the Niners.
2: Yeah. Yes, that's true. Just that but simple. It that, also. That just, they they're part of the reason they're better is because in the trade, they got rid of something they didn't want. The Niners would not have been trading in all likelihood anything they didn't want. Maybe they send Jimmy Garoppolo, but it but whatever, you don't want him, but he's not costing. He's not going to be on your roster next year, costing you money like Jared Goff would have been unless he's your starter. Right. Like the Rams traded something they didn't want. It's part of how the deal they- got done
0: in a weird way it feels like and we've mentioned this now a couple times like the lions and this is what i keep saying about the inside job like they kind of wanted this guy that didn't make any sense why they would
2: want him right yeah they they yeah yeah because i i still can't comprehend why they would want you if i were them i'd rather want Jimmy because i know i could get out of it but maybe or, they' should, like or you, you said. know what
0: i'd want I just want some picks and i'd want to go sign hey dan we're not going to draft a quarterback this year we're going to build it slow. Let's copy the the Miami Dolphin model. Hey, call yeah, Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick. We'll, yeah. we'll pay you one year, eight million instead of giving Jared Goff thirty. That, that's what that's what I can't. That's where the Niners are in a tough spot, and I think the Colts. I'd imagine people in Indy right now kind of had their hands up. I, I don't know if it, it would have been very difficult for those two teams because deep down to them, they don't feel. And I'll never forget Parag telling this when we interviewed him. Because like, God, don't you feel like you like fleecing a deal? And the more, and I've talked to Howie about this, you. And you and I know, because we we own all of our entities, when you do a deal with someone, you want to feel like, you don't want to feel like you're screwing them over. You don't want to feel like you're getting screwed. You want to feel like it's a good deal. And I think the price that these teams would have had to pay, they might have questioned, like, are we paying too much? Because I think the Rams are looking like, God... Given that they got rid of Goff, it was a no-brainer. Yeah. The Niners were just trying to acquire Stafford. It's like, we're going to give you 12, and next year's one, and you want like a third? I'll tell you this. a lot.
2: I'd rather be, just from this situation, I'd rather be the Niners than the Colts right now. Just because, but that's just based on Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, it's just based on the Colts literally have nobody.
0: Here's where I'd push back. Like, if I... Are the Colts with Ryan Fitzpatrick better than the Niners with Jimmy Garoppolo? Can he stay healthy for sixteen games? Probably not.
2: Uh, yeah, the Colts might be better with Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah,
0: because I, I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick roll. But the Niners with can get and Ryan, the Ryan Fitzpatrick. They the can cut Jimmy.
2: It doesn't cost him anything. So yeah,
0: I'm not opposed to that.
2: New draft guy. That video will blow up. Saturday night, middle cough Fitzpatrick just got signed. Hurry, emergency uh, pod. I don't. I'm
0: not saying that. That. But it, but back to what we were talking about. Did the Niners miss out if they end up with Ryan Fitzpatrick? And Trey Lance redshirting, they are not as good as the Rams. They're just not. Yeah. Now, can they get like? Could the Niners be good next year? Let's say if Jimmy Garoppolo stayed, I, I think that's the major question mark. I think that's where people struggle with. The little bit we saw of Jimmy Garoppolo, it did not look that good. So if they got Jimmy Garoppolo back, is he throwing it high for IU could getting him depleted and injured? It's like you, you just don't. I, how can you anyone trust Jimmy Garoppolo right now? This is us talking, let alone those guys. No, But here's where the Niners, where I think they get a lot of pushback, it does feel like everything with them is this ultimate uh, economic exercise, just like the Patriots, and they just never budge. The difference with the Patriots, though, for 20 years, they had this guy, I don't know if you've heard of him, his name was Thomas Brady, as Matt Slater calls him, and you could do that and still kick the shit out of everybody. The Niners, sometimes it feels like, uh, could they have been a little more aggressive? uh and they're not winning enough. And this is... I, You're saying they're too picky for how good
2: they're I mentioned this to, you. How, yeah, how mentioned this to you
0: before the podcast. If the Niners, it's easy market out here. Not necessarily... I think fans are pissed right now. And when I say pissed, like, like what the hell? But it's not Philadelphia. It's not New York. It's not Boston. If it was the equivalent, given the power of this franchise, I think a lot of people would be like, why aren't you guys taking huge swings? Because they don't really. They, they just don't. And, which is... I, I kind of like because I think the coach is good, but we mentioned this with Kyle Shannon. I think Kyle Shannon's excellent.
2: He's made the playoffs one time. You don't like biding your time for six years. For what though? But right. for like this hope. <laughs> like, you know? Sometimes uh, we're gonna hope. do this right. We're building this house right. Yeah, but I need a place to live and you've been building this home for six years. It's why everyone could
0: nitpick the Patriots. You couldn't for twenty years because his his results were unparalleled. Yeah. yeah. And I think this is this is where I defend the Rams. How are they how are they not gonna go to the playoffs next year?
2: That'll be yeah, it'll be a disappointment years. if they don't win the – at this as it sits as today, it will be a disappointment if they don't win the division. I saw a
0: lot of people like, the Rams, Super Bowl or bust. Like, hey, guys, no one's Super Bowl or bust in the league except Belichick and Brady, and they don't even exist anymore. And maybe now Mahomes and Andy turn into that. But he, I, w- I will say this. Anything less to them next year than like – I'd say like an NFC championship berth would be a disappointment. They were just in the yeah, second but
2: round But I, I also think part of it is just like, when you watch it, does it look like it's working? Like, we'll know five yeah. weeks in, like, is this working with Stafford and McFadden? Are they
0: winning 13 games, and are they one of the funnest teams in are
2: the league? Are they kicking and people's doing asses? Huge TV, do, doing
0: huge TV ratings yeah. in LA? Yeah.
2: Super Bowl props, that's what we're here to look at. You go to mybookie.ag, use the promo code HAM1, whether it uh, is on the website or the mobile-friendly website, you can get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000 when you use the promo code HAM. And the number one. it's it's that simple the best part they make it simple you can deposit instantly using a credit card bank transfer bitcoin whatever you got to do do it uh at mybookie.ag promo code ham one just remember if you accept the bonus you do have to bet your full amount before you're able to withdraw funds you can also decline the bonus just use the promo code ham one whether you're betting on the nfl the nba college ball mma soccer latest odds all there. prop builder and live in-game betting john
0: well guy You know what happens this week. It's not just the game, and it's the most bet game, and the most money bet on an individual game by a mile every year. And I would imagine this year is going to shatter records, right? Now that gambling in America is more legal, all these people like us talk about it nonstop. So we'll get into actual, maybe our pick later in the week. KC minus three and a half. That that feels a little boring. Over, under 56 and a half. How about some, we talked about this last week. I have this circled. I'm going to throw $50 on both. The MVP odds, for Kelsey and Hill are both 10 to one. So if you bet $50, you can win $500. I don't know which one's going to win it, but if you just watch this team over the last three years, those two guys consistently dominate. And some days they're each dominating. Some days one guy can have like 18, three touchdowns, Tyreek, Kelsey. It wouldn't shock me if one of these two guys wins a, you know, Super Bowl MVP. I, I think there's some momentum Not to not vote Mahomes in, but I think if one of these guys were to have, let's say, 180 yards receiving, double-digit catches, and let's say a touchdown in the second half is like, they're up three in the fourth quarter, and Kelsey makes an incredible catch, or Tyreek busts off like a 50-yard touchdown, and that's the difference in the game, it's conceivable at 10-1. to I just think those odds are pretty good for two guys that just produce at historic high levels, right? Because obviously Brady and Mahomes are the easy ones, but... I think these two guys are just interesting bets given their odds. Yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, look, I, I got two more that I like. I said it last week that I like Devin White's uh, MVP because he was sixty-six to one. It's actually now fifty to one. Um, and another prop that I like, John, is what, you.
0: What, what, what do you What do you think you would need to get Devin White in the mix? I think
2: like a pick six and a fumble recovery, something like that,
0: and like ten tackles.
2: Yeah, which, which I think gonna do which you'll anyway. have. Yeah. Yep,
0: but like. And obviously the Bucs have to
2: win. And the Bucs have to win. And it's not a great offensive performance.
0: Gotcha. So maybe it's like a 24-21 final and his pick six was the difference in getting them that 24 points or or in the second half.
2: Recovers a fumble just anywhere on the field, but definitely on the plus side of the field. I guess defensively the minus side of the field. How about this one? Is it better to recover a fumble or force a fumble? Uh, I think it's better – you mean just, like, what's a better skill? I think forcing like, a fumble well, is mean, a much better skill. More, yeah, wouldn't that get more credit in, like, the MVP mix? Well, I think recovered fumbles get you more credit because you're the one you that like popped up with the, the ball. ball. up in the air. But <laughs> yeah. they're kind of fluky because the ball bounces weird.
0: Forcing fumbles is a much more
2: predictable skill, I think. I agree. That said, here's another one I like. Touchdowns scored. Touchdown score at any time in the game. Tom Brady is... Plus four fifty to score a touchdown. That means not a throwing touchdown, a sneak. Well, if he gets to the one yard line, he'd be a good bet. That's right. right. Ten, ten bucks on Brady pays forty five bucks to score a touchdown. Yeah. So that's like another that. one I like. Okay. I mean, you the list, John, of just who scores a touchdown. Um, I like that list. I like that what's list. What's Tyreek Hill
0: though? Like minus one ten.
2: Uh, Tyreek's minus one seventy five. <laughs> okay. So I mean, those guys. But Scotty Miller's probably- plus four seventy five. What's what's Lenny? Leonard Fournette is plus 120. Here,
0: here'd be what I would do then. I like I think you can double down. I'll, I'll end my talk on this. We'll just keep building up throughout the week. First guy, first touchdown scored in the game. So if you if you did this prop, you would also then bet on the guy to score a touchdown, right? So if I bet on Leonard Fournette to be the first touchdown, you can get him basically 10 and a half to one. But also Evans and Godwin. Just to score the first touchdown, if the Bucks get the ball first or force a three and out, it's not inconceivable that Evans and Godwin could score that first touchdown. You get Evans twelve to one and Godwin fourteen to one. That's pretty good odds. Put fifty bucks on that. You're talking seven hundred dollars. And if you also double down with him, score, Godwin scoring a touchdown, what's his what's his odds?
2: Uh, I clicked off to look at something else. Hold on. Super uh, so, anytime TD Godwin plus one sixty.
0: So I would I could hell I could parlay that plus I 140.
2: I don't know if you can parlay. Uh, I don't think you can. I don't think you yeah. can props, actually. I was just
0: already in my head trying to get the odds <laughs> so
2: sweet. <laughs> but there you go. And I mean, there's a million things there. It's There's so many fun uh, props. We, so.
0: We're inevitably, in the decades to come, as gambling becomes such a bigger part of sports entertainment, this becomes an every game, this type stuff, or is it a little much? It's because it's, it's so cool for the Super Bowl, but it, it would it be a lot to handle 17 weeks a year.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I, you don't have to care if anyone who scored. You don't have to care if Adam Thielen scored the first touchdown in the Vikings game if you're not watching that game.
0: That's what I'm. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So wouldn't it be? But I, it just it feels like the props are going to be a bigger thing to grow forward. Expect,
2: yes, absolutely. Because
0: it's actually easier to bet. Like, just I'll just bet Kyler Murray throwing over under. I'll take the over two and a half touchdowns. Right. right. I'm just watching I'm going to watch that game anyway. Put twenty bucks on it. Root for him to score. Throw touchdowns. Exactly.
2: <laughs> my dot promo code ham one. Matthew Stafford off of the table. I'll, I'll, let me get option one out of the way for everybody now. Jimmy Garoppolo starts for the 49ers this year. So there's option one. Okay. Yeah, that feels like the worst option. If you just if
0: we just did a little ham poll and uh, put our ears to the street and texted everyone we know, our season ticket holding buddies, that is not a good option right now. And that is not one people want to see. Very unpopular. Uh, yep, That is extremely unpopular. Now, you don't make decisions based on social media. Uh, no one, you know, no teams care. At least the good ones don't like they don't mind at all, but like every guy that comes off the board and really there are just two true guys that were on the board, right? Deshaun and Stafford, the other names, which I have written down, Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins, which I don't think will go away because they do have a connection toward the coach. And I, Matt Ryan, for example, Matt Ryan's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. If they traded a fourth round pick, let's say, for Matt Ryan, just to enable them to get out of his contract, Uh, I I was texting with someone today. If you did like a post June one, the numbers are cheaper. You know, the the salary cap's a little complicated, and just had Matt Ryan as your starting quarterback next year instead of Jimmy Garoppolo, you are better. Here's the other thing with Matt Ryan: he's durable. Like part of the Jimmy Garoppolo conversation is like. Yeah, he just but cousins, Goff, all these guys are durable. That's to me, the biggest knock on Garoppolo is like at any moment he can hurt something and he's just out. And it's just there he is in a suite, like with the backup running backs who are also hurt. Like Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, like they're great their their attribute that just trumps Jimmy is I, I know they can play. Now, Matt Ryan and Kirk Cousins, for example, do not move the needle like Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is more talented than those guys. Yeah. Now, my thing with Matt Ryan is he did win an MVP playing for Kyle Shanahan. So he knows the offense, and he was really, really successful. And the one thing you would say, like I'd rather have Matt Ryan for a mid-round pick than have to trade like a third to get Cousins and have to pay him a lot and kind of stuck for two years. Because Matt Ryan is really like a high-level bridge where I think I can win with him, but I'm not stuck with him for too long. And he's just a high-level guy, and I know Kyle likes him. And I feel like I could win next year. And when I say win like make the playoffs with Matt Ryan cousins probably could too, but not as confident on that one.
2: Yeah. I, as someone who we've talked about cousins for a long time, at this point, if you said, who would you rather have as the Niners quarterback next year, cousins or Garoppolo? I would say cousins. Um, And I don't love the idea of cousins, but I I really hate the idea of the starting quarterback, not being the starting quarterback. For thirteen weeks out of the season, right, twelve yeah. weeks out of the season. I, the way I ranked him is I went Ryan, Cousins, Jimmy. Here's my problem: Arthur Smith just took over the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I don't think you can get Matt Ryan for a fourth round pick. Why not? I don't. Th- I, I I just think it would cost more to get Matt Ryan. Probably. would. I mean, Alex Smith. What did What did the Niners get from the Chiefs? Two twos. Yeah, but he was way younger but not and as Andy good. He needed Andy needed a quarterback. I, I, yeah, but there are multiple teams that needs quarterback. The Niners need a quarterback. The Colts need a quarterback. I
0: like Alex Smith at that time. That was 2013. You know, he's He had just been replaced by Colin younger. Kaepernick. Matt Ryan guy will be 36 years old in May.
2: I know. I just I I I think it would cost I think at this point, if you told me they got him for a third, I would feel like that's an easy deal you don't even think twice about. Well, the, usually the, NFL the, quarterback trades are not easy deals you don't think twice about.
0: Well, here's the other thing. If Matt Ryan is on the block, the teams that like Washington was sniffing around, the Bears, like why wouldn't they want him? His, his market for teams that need a quarterback would be those teams. I right? think
2: my prediction right here, tell me, you might think I'm, I think Matt Ryan would cost two twos. I could not trade two twos for Matt Ryan. <laughs> I understand. Like, yeah, but, I, I mean, I'd rather have. I'd rather
0: have just roll with Jimmy Garoppolo and draft a guy for two twos. You're, you're not crazy because he's just been productive. He's been a good player for a long time. He's a high level guy. He stays healthy, and uh, it's it's supply and demand, right? There are just other teams, and like, also why wouldn't Washington do that?
2: And if you're Atlanta, you're like, wait, what, I, I mean, there's a lot of pressure on us. We just hired a new coach, like.
0: Is yeah, this- but he wants a mobile quarterback. I know that his scheme likes a mobile quarterback. So who's he going to do? Th- in, who's he going to get? What do you, you think Kirk Cousins would cost less than Matt Ryan? Well, I know, um, Like, would you trade for Kirk Cousins for here's a the two? Here's the problem. Is, would like, you either the Vikings- have Cousins for a two or Matt Ryan for two twos? <laughs>
2: Ugh. Cousins
0: for up two. Want, see, I don't really want either of
2: no, these I know. for that. I, but like, the problem is the Vikings. I, I, I like I like both these guys for fourth round picks. Yeah, the Vikings might not Kirk might not be cheap because the Vikings like the Kirk Cousins and their offense is not their problem. No, he keeps them competitive. I, I don't think Kirk Cousins going to be available because if I'm Minnesota,
0: my my attribute to like get me in the mix next year, which I think you kind of saw, you know, if I can stay around eight nine wins, I'm going to have a chance, you know, in that December push. My offense is good. I have a young star quarter or wide receiver. I have another wide receiver that I love. I just paid a running back. I've invested into my offense. Would you rather have to me? The, to me, the Matt Ryan thing is more new coach. You draft really high. You draft one of these young quarterbacks, and you just start from scratch. And you get rid of Matt Ryan. Now I, you're right. I, I'm I'm talking more like a fanboy than I am realistically. You have to factor in if Matt Ryan's available. He's under contract. He's a high level guy, and he produces and a ton of coaches and coordinators are going to like this guy infinitely more than every fan we know it won't even be close especially
2: Kyle Shanahan and the Falcons would but I,
0: but I think like the Matt Nagy's the Ron Rivera's like they, they will be the they would he would have a big market is it inconceivable that like the Colts would just trade their one for Matt Ryan because what if Matt Ryan could give him three years with Philip Rivers just there in there yeah playoffs,
2: even hey? I think his contract is basically a two-year deal that's if you were Chris Ballard, it. would you give him a one for Matt Ryan? I think you'd think about it. I think you would too, because I think this yeah. is what you. I, this you're right. is what you're I always right. think he about know, with quarterbacks. He, he can't. It can't be had for a fourth. <laughs> well, this, you got to remember this with a quarterback. If you are going to get a quarterback, it has to hurt when you trade him. It hurts. It never. It it always hurts when you trade for a quarterback. Always. Yeah, like and it might work Lions, out like the Lions fans. Like yeah, we just, just got rid of
0: Stafford. <laughs> we end up with Goff, It hurts.
2: It hurts. <laughs> it never. Uh, it, tell me a quarterback trade that doesn't hurt when you make it. It it, it, it didn't with Jimmy. Uh, you're right. But that's, that's what made that trade feel insane. It's like, wait, we just got a quarterback and it didn't hurt. <laughs> like, it doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah. It didn't hurt at and all. Bill's like, it'll hurt when you send him back for a fifth. And you know,
0: you know what it turns out, guy? Too good to be true is probably a little unfair, but it was, it felt a little easier than it turned out to be. Right. It's like, God, we just got a franchise quarterback for a second. And he came to those and then ACL injury. Then he even when he gets his team in the Super Bowl, he kind of got crushed. And the mm-hmm. next year's a disaster. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was a rocky road with that too. It wasn't smooth sailing. It wasn't like, God, we uh we fleeced Bill.
2: <laughs> no. But it was it was a win-win trade in the end and low risk for both teams. I mean, the Niners needed a quarterback. So I do think where the Niners trend th- I think where the
0: Niners trend now a little bit more is the draft than they do. Uh, with this quarterback market, unless they can get one of these guys for quote-unquote relatively cheap. If they get like Matt Ryan or Cousins for like a couple threes, I think they would do that. I I have a hard time seeing them trade first and second round picks for quarterbacks in their late 30s. I just, I I have a hard time. Even when it's a Matt Ryan that hadn't won an MVP with Kyle and Cousins that Kyle, like, you know, wanted to uh, football Mary for you know, like f- way too long. It didn't make any sense. Like Kyle, you're the good looking one in this relationship. Why are you in love with this guy? And even, and, and we're like, oh, we got past it. Now it feels like, yeah, he's still got the apple of his eye. Kind of, it's yeah. weird. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't say it's just gone. Would you still kind of
2: out? It won't there. be gone until he's out of the league. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it's not inconceivable that Kirk. And then has he'll be on school. staff. Even, even when he's older is a backup quarterback for the Niners, maybe in like 25 or something. Right. It's not crazy. So same with Matt Ryan. Same with Matt Ryan. Like I could see a thirty-nine-year-old Matt Ryan being a Niners backup quarterback if one day, like you know, their version of a star quarterback is making thirty million if they draft a guy, and Matt Ryan's like a forty-year-old one million-dollar backup at the end of his career.
2: Uh, since you mentioned trade, other options: twelve. Maybe you stay put. You get a guy. Twelve. You move up to get a guy. Twelve. You move back and take Mac Jones. Twelve. You stay at twelve. You make that pick. And you move up, maybe you get Mac Jones in the second round, or you have to move up with your second-round pick to get, I'll use Mac Jones' name again. I guess you could throw Kyle Trask in there, although we're not, you know. But th- those are your, th- I just I think those are all the draft options. Move up, take a guy, stay there, take a guy, move back, take a guy, or move up from the second round, take a guy, or stay put in the second round, take a guy. I I, I, I think it's very, very hard
0: to gauge what that top 10 group is going to do until we figure out, like, are the Jets keeping Sam Darnold or are they trading Sam Darnold? Are the Minnesota, or, uh, are the Miami Dolphins keeping Tua or are they going to trade Tua? Because if I tell you right now that both those two guys are there, it doesn't feel likely, but I, shit, this league you never know. All of a sudden, what if Atlanta keeps Matt Ryan and they just don't draft a guy? It's pretty clear the Lions. The Lions ain't drafting a quarterback. Like they, I think they're kind of just bottoming out. So all of a sudden you go, well, can we just kind of wait? <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah, also are the Texans going to make Deshaun not show up to camp or are they going to trade him before the draft?
0: This is where the it's really easy to go, if this was a fanboy show, where it'd, you'd just be freaking. Where you go, listen, there's a month and a half of dealings to be done. Free agency happens before the draft. We have to let some of these things play out before you can even comprehend, well, is there just going to be the third quarterback going to be there at 12? Or are all these teams taking quarterbacks? Or what if I just told you Darnold and Tua stay? Well, then it goes Trevor Lawrence and then a quarterback's not getting picked for a couple spots. And we keep talking about the Colts and the Washington football team and the Bears who are clearly in pursuit of quarterbacks. They're way behind you, right? So you're. there's a great part about sucking a little bit down the stretch. You're ahead of some of your competition. And then some of your competition that's ahead of you, which is legit, right? If the Miami Dolphins get rid of Tua, then all of a sudden you can check the number two for sure. Same with the Jets. If Sam Darnold goes, now does... Who's to say that like would Tua or Darnold end up on the Niners? You know, I don't know. That that it's hard to do you can't do an absolute conversation with this right now. This we're way early. I saw Schefter or someone tweeting like, this is the first time this happened since the Alex Smith deal. Mm. These trades typically happen at the combine at the earliest. Yeah. So it's we're a little out of the timeline whack. So it feels because I know it feels like when we were texting about it, and now we're talking about it, like we're in it. We're not really in it yet. They just the senior bowl just happened they the, the combines usually where I think a lot of teams get their bearings.
2: Right, but I think part of what makes you feel that way is and this happens in the draft when like the first of any particular pos- of a desired position group goes, you know what's the phrase you always love It's like, "Oh, there was a run on receivers." And you feel like, "Okay, like a Tua Darnold and Matt Ryan be traded? Like in the do next people month? just now? There's one less piece in this puzzle, so it makes everybody a little more desperate. It puts everybody a little more on edge. The housing market starts going crazy. It makes people yeah. more likely to just it, throw it, in a dom- bids. It's a domino It's a dom- You don't get to take a week sure. to make a decision. You just don't want to be knocked out again, right? The, if, if like, is is there a
0: chance tomorrow in the office? Frank Reich looks at uh, Chris Ballard and goes, "Bro, we let." Life's too short. Let's just call the Falcons right now. And say, hey, we'll give our first-round pick for Matt Ryan. It's, see what they Especially
2: expect. if we're did did the rest of the league sit around going for four days, going, man, uh, you know, have you guys heard the the Rams are trying to get a deal? The Rams are trying to get, or did it blindside? I, I tech
0: everybody? I text someone in the mix once. Peter King, I think Peter King tweeted out on Saturday that this thing's moving fast, and this is probably going to happen on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, text someone that was in the conversations. Just knew what was going on, said, that is probably true, if not sooner. And then three or four hours later, I got an OMG for you. So I do think things move fast. Maybe it's stupid for me to even, because the combine no longer exists. We're in the mix right now, right? The Darnold, the Tua, the the Matt Ryan, like these calls are being made right now, right?
2: I'll, I think it's as simple Deshaun,
0: as. Sean, like it's all happening.
2: When you walk by a restaurant and there's a line out the door, you go, that must, that's, it adds urgency. Right. You love they love put on the website where it's like buy it says like only three left. Like so if on the quarterback button, there was five. Now it's only four left. It's just you're right. I don't know if any other year's timeline can replicate the fact that right now a guy just got traded uh, before the end of January. Two guys actually (laughs) turned out. Yeah, two guys. So I just I don't think we can be surprised again.
0: Well, I think Sam Darnold and Tua are names. I didn't write down, but those are names to keep an eye yeah, on. Well, what if I told you right now, then the Niners traded their second round pick for Tua?
2: I, I, you know, having watched Tua this year, John, I wouldn't love that.
0: Not very much. I wouldn't. I wouldn't <laughs> like that at all. I'd say that's pretty stupid.
2: But what if I told you they got a third for Sam Darnold? I'd, I would. I, I would like to pay less for Sam Darnold than more for Tua. Tongo Valoa. Because
0: I don't think it makes any sense for the Dolphins. To get rid of Tua for anything less than a second, right? Just from their business standpoint. Yeah. The way they just, in the Rosen, there's precedent. And I think if you're the Niners or the Colts or whoever, you're like, eh, Th- that's where the Dolphins are kind of in a weird spot. They're just like, ah, uh, we can't give, maybe they don't trade Tua to the draft, right? What's the rush on him like that? For where, where I'd say Darnold and the Jets, it might make a little more sense to just get him out of there before OTAs, right? Or before, you know, maybe players start coming in to work out and just kind of, I don't know if there's a huge rush with Tua. Let's just, because you're not going to give him away, and you're just going to, they're in the process of doing all this work for the next couple of months. Where I think Darnold would be much more likely to be a name in February. Where Tua could 100% still get dealt, but it might happen the night of the draft. Right? Or that next day. Right? Yeah. A little a little Rosen-ish.
2: Yeah, current staff, not a new staff. I mean, I guess Joe Douglas. I
0: I also think if you're the Dolphins, you're picking three, not two. So you go well. We'll just get we'll just get our number one guy. That's not Trevor Lawrence. Well, what if the Jets take that guy?
2: Well, part right? yeah, but see the, what the Jets do could affect you, right? If the Jets are staying with Darnold, they might. How far back do they have to go? They might stay put, right? If the if the Jets keep Darnold on draft night, Miami goes. To take oh my god, god we could get player. the second best quarterback in the draft.
0: Yeah. Aka maybe our the guy that we view as like a number one guy in a normal
2: draft, non-Trevor Lawrence. Right. right now, the risk there is that the Jets would trade out of that spot and somebody would come swoop your your guy, w-
0: which I think would be if you are keeping Sam. Especially Donald if you're like Atlanta at four, Jets.
2: I think you could do a deal with the Jets, and the Jets would happily do that if they're keeping. Donald. Well, that's why
0: if you're Atlanta and you're moving up to get your number one guy, it does make sense to get rid of Matt Ryan, doesn't it? Uh, it may, yeah, if you're it, yes,
2: absolutely. It may, that's where you've you convinced me on that, yes. So there might, but this is what I'm saying. There's a lot still out there for the Niners. That's the point.
0: Yeah, there's just a lot of movement because if I told you that it gets reported the next month, Matt Ryan is being traded to the 49ers, or let's say to the Colts, and Sam Darnold is gonna stay, then all of a sudden it might make some sense for those two to flip flop. I think the Jets go. We didn't just suck all year to go from two to eight. Like we still want one of the best players. Uh, but we're keeping Sam Darnold. We'll take Jamar Chase, right? Or Panay Sewell, and we'll move him to right tackle, or whatever they're going to do. That you're—I I like your restaurant analogy. I think there's just a lot of moving parts, and we're going to see if the dam just broke. Yeah. Because I don't know. I this is
2: unprecedented times with the no. I'm on line. edge. That's what I know.
0: So you're just ready for shit to just. Start I'm just not
2: turn. turning my phone off during movie yeah. night. Are <laughs> <laughs> well, you seeing any good movies lately? Like no, I heard Snowpiercer is a good movie, but I haven't. I don't. That was the first I've heard of that.
0: Where do you find Snowpiercer? I don't know.
2: I haven't even looked. I just found out about it a few hours ago. Come on, write that down. Somebody, tell us. Uh, tell us what they think. After Matthew Stafford got traded, there was a big discussion about whether or not it affects Deshaun Watson's value. I think the immediate reaction from people that I saw on Twitter was, "Oh my God, Deshaun's going to be even more expensive now." And then I saw a fair amount of people saying, "No, this this is so unique. This doesn't affect Deshaun's value." My immediate reaction is it does. it's a very unique trade. It does not affect Deshaun Watson's value. Deshaun Watson already was going to get you more than Matthew Stafford would get you. Um, what do you think? Do you think the Matthew Stafford trade affected Deshaun Watson's value?
0: Uh, Maybe a little. I mean, the the, the bar is just they got two ones and a three for
2: Matt Stafford, right?
0: But they also, it's a little it was complicated. complicated like a, there was like a going.
2: salary dump involved.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's a little complicated. I think we've been saying all along that You know, three ones would probably be the minimum. I don't think it's inconceivable or outrageous on there and to ask for four when you say other premium players have gotten two ones and a two. Now, the more I think about it, like three ones and two twos, is anyone doing that? I don't know. You could argue three ones and a two is a shitload, but I got to know the first one because if the first one's in the 20s, that means I'm giving them to a good team. Like, let's say the Colts are like, hey, we'll give you three ones and a two. Well, you're giving me a pick in the mid 20s, or early, you know, early 20s, whatever it is, 22, 23, and then right away, I think you're going to be good for the next couple of years. So those picks are just going to be in the 20s, right? It'd be like the Washington team. I'd go, well, are we sure they're locked to be really good? Because I, we'll see, but they should be competitive. But I, I feel more comfortable going like Washington for three ones and a two than I would the Colts, and same with the Niners and Kyle. But I, I. I know the way these GMs think. And I think anyone listening just knows from watching them operate. Three ones is, is these guys lifeblood. I mean, these guys, Howie Roseman, the draft and just the building up to the draft and just uh, Ballard's and the Veeches, but the guy, the Schneiders, they, they live for that
2: shit. I know. But John, the, the, the other part, and I'm not, this is not to say that three ones is what you should pay, but ultimately your lifeblood is winning football games.
0: No, I know you but job. I just think I think it's easier to justify. a franchise quarterback. You you often think about naturally things going wrong. And I think the the Houston Texans are a good example of they had some weird things happen this year, but Deshaun Watson had his best statistical year and they won four games. And it's like are, are we sure? You know, I, I that to me, if if the Texans had just gone eight and eight, you'd feel better. They, they won four games. And that, to me, would give me pause. And I'm not blaming that on Deshaun. I think he's an excellent player. For me, my top tier, and we've talked about this before, I wouldn't put him on that. Now, I'd put him right in the next, like, I know you can you can make runs in the playoffs, but I I think there's a lot of risk involved. Like, I don't think this is, and I think I would say the same, like, would I trade three ones for Josh Allen? I would, but I'm also not just anointing Josh Allen as some knockdown, dragout superstar, Right. I think there's only a couple players that Aaron Rodgers, that Russell Wilson, like guys that I know, they just look at their their track record. They go to the playoffs every year, no matter what. Yeah, Deshaun hasn't proven that. Mahomes has proven that. Like I just I get nervous, you know. It's just factoring the picks and. But if Mahomes you, was like, available, if,
2: he'd go for more than three ones.
0: I know, but but Deshaun has nothing in common with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, but that's part it after of, the same year.
2: That's that's a big part of this too. Is like. Part of what you're trading for, and again, people do disagree with us. Sandoz list had Deshaun as a tier one quarterback this year, which I disagree with. But I do think there's probably more universal agreement on the on the idea that he could become a tier one quarterback. Right? Like I don't think he'll ever be Mahomes, but okay, he's he's 25, high
0: character. Besides, his agent's kind of a pain in the ass.
2: Right. But I also Uh, think if I'm playing devil's advocate to go full James Harden and get traded, you might have to be a pain in the ass.
0: True, but he's done this. He did it. with This Jalen Ramsey's guy, Dwayne Haskins. He would like, argue it kind of has a history. I don't know he now. would argue kinda. it
2: worked with Jalen Ramsey. Jalen's in LA now.
0: Yeah, and I. I also think th- they got two ones and a two for him for a guy that didn't want to be there. They got two ones and a two. Like they got it. A l- I think we act like it works. Like oh, they got him traded. Yeah, they got paid a shitload. Like, uh, are, uh, you're you're trying to get Deshaun Watson traded to where he wants to go, but the amount of money the team is going to want. Like part of it is the moment Jamal Adams, for example. And Jalen Ramsey got traded. I think everyone said, wow, they gave up a lot. Even though both those two players are all pro-level players, and Jalen's technically the second best player on his defense. Jamal's the first. But, like, that, that's a lot of compensation. And that's the Stafford, you know, for position players. And both of them needed to be paid. So I think it just, it just, it's a complicated situation. And I also believe that the Texans are not, like, they're just going to take a it's going to take a massive offer for them to trade him. I I just do not believe that a guy that's learned under Belichick, spent his entire NFL career under Belichick, is going to let this agent just dictate all the terms. And that does, if you just follow it on Twitter, it does feel like what has happened. Like, Deshaun's in control. Like, no, not really.
2: Well, Unless the Texans want to just like, yeah, we'll just give him away. I would say today he's not really. I would say week three of camp, he hasn't shown up. Dynamic changes a little bit. Now, maybe you're getting less for him. But we also know where the quarterbacks have ended up, right? Like by the time camp starts, we know what do the Colts have? What do the Niners have? What, do, what happened in Miami? What happened with the Jets? Like we have all this other information, right? It may be that, yeah, they want to wait and make him not show up. But if they wait that long, this is the danger, I think, for Houston. If you wait long enough where it's to the point where he's not showing up and now he's putting the pressure on you, Every other people might have their quarterback situation settled. Now you might have two teams interested, not six, and it might hurt what you get for them. Now, the Raiders traded Khalil Mack at that point in time, but Khalil Mack plays a position that you could add him to any team. Quarterback is not that right. A team that suddenly goes the Colts, or the night, let's say the Niners. We got to the draft; they didn't have anything else. They drafted somebody. They drafted uh, Trey Lance. Well, now they're out on show. Desha- that's not a team you can leverage anymore. If you wait past that point, right? To the point that Deshaun's holding out. Yeah. So I, that's I'm where at I think Car- it benefits them to be a pain in the ass because you've got to convince them well in advance we're not coming. And it sounds like the Texans deal is like, we'll wait and see. Carson Palmer,
0: remember, threatened to retire and held out? Yeah. He got traded to the Raiders for a one and a
2: two. After sitting so, out a year. Didn't he sit uh, out a year?
0: Uh, it feels like he it feels like he did but I I don't even remember that now let me see the stats page he played i'm not missing a year when I look here no he didn't I he thought threatened he threatened
2: to I thought he did too I think his threat was so basically what happened is maybe they they uh they played uh they strong armed him and he showed up
0: well what happened is he did not report. They uh, Carson signed a contract, he made a commitment, gave his word. Palmer was placed on the reserve did not report list July 29, 2011 after failing to report to training camp. Uh so the Bengals had so he remember he so didn't play did early trade. on in the season and remember what happened is they traded him in the middle of that's October. Right.
2: That's right. Did so remember
0: he played he played that like Monday night football <laughs> yeah. game or it was like a Thursday night that's game right. or whatever had just shown yeah, up. So right. that it felt like he sat out the year but he just sat out a you know a portion of the time and yeah they got a first round pick and a conditional second now palmer you know former number 1 pick had proven a lot i mean 32 touchdowns 28 touchdowns 26 touchdowns like had been a 26 touchdowns the year before was relatively young right was in his late
2: 20s no he got traded to the raiders he was 32 31 to 32. So,
0: I, I guess he's a little older because he was a fifth-year senior and then plays five or six years for – so he comes in the
2: league at 23, plays five or six years. Came in the league at 25. Oh, no. He probably came in because he sat a year, right? So he might have been 23. His gotcha. first year starting, he was 25 oh, years old. Oh, yeah. But God, times were different. Yeah. I, I, I
0: just I, – I don't envision looking at my phone in the next month and seeing they've traded four first-rounders, Team X for Deshaun Watson. I just don't envision that happening. What I could see a team doing will give you two ones, two twos, and like two or three players. But you just know the way teams operate. Like no team's giving them four ones and a two. Yeah, like it's just, I, I just don't see that happening. I'm with I, you. but but I'm I, not saying that's right or wrong because you might, if he goes on to be one of the all-time greats, you go, God, it was well worth it. For me standing here, I would have a hard time doing it.
2: Who did I see tweet? Because
0: I think if, the, if I told you right now the Niners traded three ones and two twos, I think they would get applauded. Like, I'd be like, God, that's pretty risky.
2: Yeah, uh, who I'm just looking. Somebody posts a reporter, I think that covers the team. Wrote that, like they would want multiple players back, which again, yeah, what, what you would want, want, want and what you would get are two different things. But
0: they'd want, but, but Texans. But oh, so it where, was
2: McLean. Texans want four picks and two players. So let's say two ones, John two twos, McLean.
0: and two players.
2: Yeah, Texans should. Uh, blah blah blah. the The Texans would want two ones, two twos, and two defensive starters in exchange for Deshaun Watson.
0: So, would you do Bosa and Fred two Warner? Two ones, two twos, Fred Warner, and let's just say, like, you know, Jimmy Ward. I think Warner would be the last guy I send him. You'd rather send Bosa uh, than Warner? Is that crazy? I just, I mean, Bosa has a chance to be a transcendent defensive know. I know. I just,
2: part of it in the moment, that might sound crazy in three years when he's the defensive player. It just, he hasn't, I haven't, he hasn't played a lot, but. But one season he was awesome.
0: I couldn't do that. I'm not giving them their next JJ Watt and all my picks
2: kind I got JJ Watt in the trade. Um, so you would. Tra- I, I, I don't would think it's them- a
0: lockie. I at this point in time, I don't think it's a lockie gets traded. Now we'll see what happens with the other quarterback dominoes. But I think this could get uglier before it gets sweeter. I'll tell you
2: this: if you're giving them two ones, two twos, and two starters, I don't think you'd have to get. I I don't think you'd have to give Warner or Bosa in the end. Well, you don't. You don't have any starters. Yeah, I mean Eric Armstead.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean they would take him. He'd work. Kinlaw. Ouch. Well, guy, you don't have starter. Like, who are your? Who, you know, they're all Richards, free agent. They're all free agents.
2: I know. <laughs> Sign and trade, Kerry Hyder. <laughs> Do you think he gets traded? Uh, last time we talked, I think I said ninety-five, yes, five, no. I'm, I'm not any more convinced that he's going to get traded. Uh, but, you know, I'm always, I ninety-five probably is way too high, just given.
0: Well, what I would do for Deshaun Watson, I would give two ones and two twos. That would be my deal. If that could be the deal, I'll do that right now. Yeah, but that wouldn't
2: feel like it hurts that bad for a franchise quarterback. Because you might you gotta give two twos. You gotta give two ones just to move up for a rookie sometimes. Yeah, I think I think the Texans will get crushed for doing two ones and two twos. Well, in that case, then I'm rooting for his agent to drive. You do two
0: ones, two twos, Fred Warner right now. Ah, If the probably. Niners did that, they 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 would be viewed as very cutthroat because they just got rid of Buckner and then Fred Warner and Fred Warner was like Kyle's favorite player on the team. It's like
2: God, he doesn't give a shit about anybody. I wouldn't feel great about that, but I probably would do it. If you told me that guarantees you, you get him. I get Deshaun yeah, Watson.
0: But, no, the the deal's done.
2: Yeah, yeah. Would you? do That's that? That's a pretty good
0: deal. If you're the Texans, you get a star middle linebacker who needs to be paid. Uh,
2: John, I that I would. Ha- God, that would hurt. The Warner part would hurt the most. Guy, I pay my
0: coach. I just gave him a six-year extension, and let's just say $10 million a year. He's viewed as the best offensive coach. Even if I can't find Deshaun Watson, can you find a guy to draft? You're drafting 12 that can be Eighty-five well, percent of them, understand. and coach them up, and I, cheat. I, I'm with that's you. That's what Kyle's fucking vet job is. <laughs> I'm, Andy I'm with figured you. it out. I'm with Pete you. But, figured it out. But yeah, John
2: Payton wants to find. Andy he figured it out, out. with a two hundred with a generational like everyone figures it out eventually. But he had a, but he had Alex forever. Oh, like, I understand. Like, but he didn't win a Super Bowl with Alex Smith. Like we're talking. About I know, but I'm just asking. I'm just asking Kyle to go to the fucking playoffs every year. I, I don't even I, go to the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, but eventually it goes real quick from just going to the playoffs. to Okay, now it's time to do something. Well, let's just well, let's just worry about going to the playoffs every year. I mean, that's where the let's just
0: let's call it spade. baby I think the Niners are talking about like a Super Bowl team? No, no, no. They've fucking been to the playoffs one time
2: in four years. Well, of course, there's no question they got to go to the playoffs first, but I know this. It goes from, let's get to the playoffs, let's win a championship in a year. Because I think healthy Jimmy Garoppolo could get him to the playoffs. Yeah, I don't know. The problem with him is that he's also not healthy. Yeah, just... So, we, we don't need to debate Jimmy, but my point is just, I know this, what it takes to win the championship... Is consistently more often elite quarterback play. That's what I'm. Yeah, that's
0: where I would take my. Like, do you feel Deshaun Watson's beating these guys in the playoffs?
2: I think he could. Yeah, with with, with the combination of Kyle and a good defense and this Get guy and getting better and just the yeah. basic skill set at least of a star quarterback. It doesn't I'm with you though. They are probably it's not a guarantee, but I think you're kind of betting on the next step there from him. Yeah,
0: and I'd push back and say, well. No
2: quarterback that's ever traded is like,
0: oh, we're just gonna start win Super Bowls with this guy, or they wouldn't trade him, <laughs> right? If the Texans were like, yeah, yeah we're that's gonna what start makes this, if he them, gets traded, him.
2: it would be a very unique situation that this guy. Most this of the guys that are
0: trade. traded are like a Stafford, or, uh, you know uh, Carson Palmer. It's like that type guy, and yeah. you can have good moments, right. but for the most part, it's not like Alex Smith. Like not a lot of but Super that's Bowl what rings. I would be tell- that's what I would be telling the Niners when I look at when I look at the Super Bowl rings, guy. When you look at the Super Bowl rings. Drafted players. Peyton all his years oh, yeah, and Tom Brady. That. Roethlisberger. But I would also Blacko, but here's what Eli. I would say
2: on the on the if I'm selling you the Deshaun Watson cars. Like I'd be like, look, guys, this car does not ever come. There's like two of these. These cars do not ever come available. These paintings, I'm selling you art. This painting never comes available. This painting, you'll buy it and you won't sell it for seventy five years. He's you, torn his ACL twice. I know. I know. I'm just saying Once like twenty five year old quarterbacks who people think can be super you're not, you're quarterbacks. Not, you're not wrong. Don't become I think people are talking draft about Deshaun a guy too, like a little bit, like a little bit more of an absolute than I, I think he'll we, turn out being. Yep, we agree there. I think people, I think most people in the comments when they hear this or they start tweeting at us think that we undervalue him. Like I got a take
0: for you. Let's say Washington football team for example with Rivera, who's proven can get to the playoffs, got Deshaun Watson. I don't think they're a playoff lock. I think they'd be good. I think they would be a lot of people. They'd be a sexy pick. But I'd be like, well, well, they'd be the favorite see. in their division, wouldn't they?
2: Yeah, but it's just like I just that organization. Just we'll see. Oh yeah, I, you know? I agree. But I think he'd make them the favorite in that division. You'd think. Well, I mean, they made the playoffs this year. Their defense is good. Six games. Giants, Eagles, Cowboys. I know. And the Eagles coach can't really talk. I, I <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: okay, let's talk about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got to get to that. Nick Sirianni, I'm glad you brought that up, John. Nothing worse than sounding dumb when you're talking about how smart your team's going to be. This is an unprecedented yeah. crop of coaches. <laughs> like, well, he's ever been a coach before? Let's put him in Philly. <laughs> like, Doug Peterson been in the fires. Hadn't been a head coach, but he'd been in the fire. Nick Sirianni? Yeah, I, I, listen,
0: everyone's seen a lot of good and bad press conferences. They mean Nothing. And a, a good press conference definitely means nothing. A bad press conference when a guy struggles to talk, little bit of a red flag at times because the guy is going to be asked to talk a lot. Oh, And a, I, I know a lot of people there and <laughs> consider them my friends. Not a great look. There's no way around it. He looked nervous. He looked like a guy that just doesn't talk a lot. And then it just kind of snowballs. You start kind of questioning in your own head.
2: Uh it was bad. I mean, and, it, it was really, really bad. And for people that say, well, it doesn't matter to the media. Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess truly your press conference doesn't matter unless that's how you are when you have to talk to your football team. Your players all watch. Every player on the Eagles watched that press conference, saw the clips, and was like.
0: It it, it does feel like how he had to. Because I saw a lot of people were like, this interview, guy interviewed well. I do wonder, as someone that went from never speaking to now in a job where I speak a lot. Right. At first, it is a little weird and new, Uh, and I never, when I was talking, like, go on your radio show or go on someone's podcast, it's a lot less pressure, but there is just feeling your way out about what to say. I can't imagine, I was just the only person I had to depend on about crushing was myself. When you have this organization, you're trying to tiptoe some stuff, you're trying to set a tone for your team, and you've never done it, now the pushback... you you shouldn't put a guy in that
2: position. Yeah. It's like, not arguing. You not the, the, the question is not, is he an idiot? The question is, is he ready to be a head coach?
0: Yeah. Cause just based on that, you would say, fuck no. I would say, what are you guys doing? I think there's a chance. Now you and I sent videos back and forth. If you watch Arthur Smith talk, and I guess I was reading from someone that he blew away interviews and he clearly is really smart and everyone has kind of been blowing him for a couple of years. And we had Lewis. on. People like the guy. Like he's, he's impressive. He is not
2: Mr. Comfortable on the mic. No, right? I, I'm a little concerned just based off that. And I don't overvalue press conferences. Um, but, like, but to me, the, the does, press conferences that are really impressive press conferences are less indicative. Bad press conferences are, co- I think, because there aren't that many of them. But but Arthur was leading a unit,
0: so he was talking every week to the crew. Okay.
2: right. I didn't see that one, though, so I don't, yeah.
0: No, but I, we've seen him talk. I, I didn't either. But I just seen it like just he's a little, little unsure. I, you know, I guess is the best way to say it. He doesn't. It doesn't feel like he's. It felt like Sirianni was trying to be this tough badass, and it wasn't like our team is going to be
2: smart. We're going to do things smartly. Yeah,
0: it's like we're going to teach each other the fundamentals. Going to be easy for us, hard for them. It's like what are you talking about? It just it was bad. You I know, mean, it really was. Cause then I just watched like Matt Rule talk like at the senior bowl or Brian Flores. Like that's so
2: easy for oh, those guys. Yeah, Matt Rule's thing that went <laughs> viral, which was the uh be, saying yes, sir doesn't mean you're coachable. <laughs> I
0: Great actually line. thought
2: that was a little I was gonna
0: quote tweet it, be like, this is a little cheesy. He's an impressive guy. I thought that was a little collegiate. Now he's dealing with college guys. Also, like, I don't he, know what
2: just happened. Practice might have been kind of shitty up to that point, right? I
0: think it I think it was. I think he called him up and was kind of lighting him up. Like, guys, this is not good enough he's trying to hold a good standard. Like the NFL is kind of judging him. There's pride on his standpoint. Like, does is, is he telling like, I guess Luke Kuechly's not on his team, but like, or is he talking to his like veterans like that? Probably not. He feels like a pretty high level guy, but like whenever I see Brian Flores interviewed, I'm like, God, this guy's impressive. You know, I'm just like, I see why this know. guy, they were asking him questions about different players. It's like, I feel pretty good. But again, Brian can just get in front of a mic. He never talked in New England. If you notice New England, their coordinators, including Josh, do not speak. One guy talks. He talks seven times a week because he fills in for the OC, the DC, and the special teams. Coach. But I know this. Built.
2: When when Bill says to you at the table, Brian, what do you got on XYZ? Like, that's more pressure than sitting on a Zoom with the media. I agree. But Brian never talked to the media. And then he just did it really seamlessly from day one. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... One of those things that if you're good enough, it, you can make it look easy. But if you're not ready for it, it can look really bad.
0: Yeah, to me it doesn't. Like Tom Sula failed because he was an awful coach, not because that ever got any better and it never got any better. In Philly, I do think it can get a little over the top because the meat it's a little different. If you're terrible at it, it could get ugly and it could get ugly fast. Yeah. And it feels like it's, they're already swarming a little and just when's the next time this guy going to talk? Does he make fun of himself? Can he self self-deprec- deprec- deprecate? I almost said defecate. Deprecate? Be
2: hey, like, he did self defecate t- actually watching that shit. <laughs>
0: no, all over himself. Some guys are just smoother than others. It's just some people's personalities. Like Sean McVay always looks like, sometimes I think to myself, like, Sean, do you have to try this hard every time? Like, just relax. But I. In fairness to him, every time I've ever seen him, he has the same energy level. Like maybe that's just who he is. Yeah, right? Yep. Same with Kyle. Like Kyle's never that up or down. He's just he's who he is most days. Yep. So I respect same with Cliff. Like you just I see all these guys talk. Whenever I see him talk, they the best guys are just the same. They're never faking it one way or the other. Right. right? They're just true to the who they're if you're a high energy guy like Pete, you're just high energy. Andy is always, you know, making fun of himself, eating burritos <laughs> or something. Like they're just they do they have a deal. Yes. Right? Yes.
2: Consistency. It's a big deal in life.
0: To me, Tom Sula, I think the problem with Tom Sula was Sirianni's not gonna battle this as much. Is that it felt like he shouldn't have had the job, right? Especially coming from Jim. I think Siriani also feels a little bit like that, but like but Sirianni who, did they hire could, him
2: over someone else, right? He could conceivably overcome it by being fan, a fantastic coach. Play caller. Like there's nothing. What, what was if Tom just, Sula gonna? What if do? he's just good? Tom right? Sula was a bad interview. And then he, like, didn't know how many downs there were when he was trying to manage the game, right, against the Cardinals. Remember that sequence where he thought it was fourth down his, and it was second down?
0: Guy, you remember his offensive coordinator, Jeep Chris? I don't even, I'm don't. trying to think who his defensive coordinator was. I don't even remember, but it was a was It was, it was before Jim O'Neill. It was before Jim O'Neill. remember Fangio left because Fangio was pissed. He didn't get the job.
2: Right, right.
0: I don't remember who his defensive coordinator was. Ed Donatel went with Fangio. Mike Nolan, no. I, I couldn't even tell you.
2: Was it... Um, who? Uh, no, that was earlier, I guess. I was going to say J- Jimmy Ray was the OC for a year. Greg that Manunz, was way Uh early. Oh, no. Jimmy Ray was the OC for Tom Sula. Oh, I'm sorry. That was Singletary's year. Hold on. Let me go to the next. Let me skip ahead. It was Minuski and the year he took over for one game. Era, oh, Middlecoff. <laughs> a good name? Yes. A great name. A fantastic name. A head coach in the NFL. Right now? No. Oh, oh yeah. Eric Mangini. Manginius.
0: I would not have remembered that until I looked it up and you kind of got that excited. Because remember, Mangini was with Jim, like his special projects guy, yep. for a couple yep. years.
2: What a disaster stretch for the Niners there for a couple Texted of years. Texted him once oh, in those man. days. He was cool. And then things... I don't think he responded again. Started talking said, about... I'm,
0: I remember I sent him an email and it never got a response. Oh. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate you. Uh, mailbag time, John. Yes. Yeah, so I answer a couple. All of right.
2: Questions. Go to the iTunes page. That's where our podcast is. Subscribe. Uh, well, you probably subscribed, but give us a rating. Give us a five star rating. And then within that rating, uh, leave us a review with a question. And if there, some of you guys didn't want to leave a question, you just want to tell us you love the show. We appreciate that, too. But. Mailbag questions. If you're listening, all the mailbag questions come from the uh, iTunes comments when you leave a review or iTunes reviews. So, uh, here we go. This is from BSpill22. It's probably his baseball number. Uh, he says, "Favorite non-Bill Simmons podcast? I'll take it. Huge fan of the Pod. My Pod roca- rotation is Simmons and Ham. So keep out pumping the uh, great content. One of the main reasons the NBA ratings have tanked recently is because of the uh, the catering to the players that Adam Silver's created." Uh, Deshaun Watson's now demanding a trade and potentially ready to sit out until he gets his way. Do you see this as a slippery slope? Bad example for young, talented players coming in the league. Keep up the great work. If you ever look into golf in Livermore, I work at Poppy Ridge Golf Course. It's a really fun 27-hole course. Huh. Does that well, mean you – we will uh, – How shoot does just a DM. How does a 27-hole – Include us cor- both on Instagram. Yeah. How, how does a 27-hole course work?
0: Well, I think you have an 18-holer and then you have a 9-holer. Oh. Is
2: the 9-holer like, yes. like par
0: 3s? That's a good question. I don't know, I've never been there. Okay. I've always
2: heard good things about it. Uh so is it a bad example for the young talented players slippery slope coming into the league? I I just I would say no, only that it's such a unique situation. Um remember Deshaun Watson didn't wanna in Deshaun's defense, like he didn't try to get out of the Texans just because they were losing. He tried to get out of the Texans because they are, I would say, universally agreed upon to be a disaster. I saw our buddy Lance Erline tweeting, like, people don't understand how bad this is. Jack Easterby is still involved in football decisions. Like, this is a did you see the? Bur-
0: did you see the burner account? The burner account, he quoted a, t- a tweet that said the burner account. I went and looked. It is Easterby or Casario or Casario's wife is the burner account. I saw Barstool. Someone just forwarded while we we're doing the podcast. There's a burner account with someone. I, I'm telling you, guy, all the responses, it was like a high-level burner account. It's really? crazy. Right, I'm going like, right now. And and basically what he said is Jack Easterby's calling agents. So it's like you can say he's still the preacher man, but that's bullshit because he's calling on players. And saying, I think Deshaun tweeted this? Yeah, but Barstool also kind of, I think, put something out. Okay. Zerline quoted the guy and said you're a burner account and then everyone's like this guy's a burner." Account. And then if you just read through his replies it's a burner account which to me i got a huge red flag like you run an nfl franchise i don't think you guys realize how relevant twitter is like it just don't go on it like who gives a shit uh i'm with you i don't think to me he hasn't hold held out yet like are we sure he'd hold out like is, would he miss games and give up money i doubt it uh we'll see we'll see what well, there's, it's unknown how ugly it gets. Does it get really ugly? Does he start making public comments that kind of feel like he's crossing the line? Like, the, the story's unwritten, right? I would say right now, it's not a bad thing at all. He just asked for a trade. The place, like you said, is viewed as a joke, and we'll see where it goes. But I, I, I don't think that... Uh, I don't think it's that ugly yet.
2: Uh, Thank you for the uh, question, Spill 22 Yep. Uh, Ross Sizzy Rose... Rosco, Ros, Roski, Roski, Sizz, Rosk, Sizz. These guys are legit. Uh, Been listening since the radio days. Uh, Religiously, appreciate it. Uh, Focusing on defense, what are some of the realistic ways the Raiders can improve this offseason? Would love to hear some free agents you think they might be able to bring in or draft picks that may be available. Hashtag Raider Nation.
0: I had a guy involved with the Raiders that just thought that the Paul Gunther scheme and the coaching staff, which has kind of been blown out, Paul got fired, Jim O'Neill, who was a terrible coordinator. Do you know that Jim O'Neill became Northwestern's defensive coordinator? I yeah, I saw that. I text someone with the Raiders. They're like, we are all shocked. I I love Pat Fitzgerald. Everyone I know that has worked for him, and I know multiple people, guy, they swear by him. The videos of the guy that they that retired that had been with Pat Fitzgerald for like over a decade are beyond impressive. Like the guy was like a 70 year old lifetime legendary defensive coordinator might've fucked this higher up. Uh, so I'd say Gus Bradley and just the crew of guys he brought is an immediate upgrade. I saw Mayock Mayock will do di- when he just talks, he is very candid about like most GMs aren't. He'll just be like, yes, we got three first rounders in the back end. They just need to pick their shit up. Yep. And it's like, God, you don't hear, you know, our defensive linemen just need to pick, play better. And he's right. Uh, so yeah, you just got, to me, they've invested a lot. You got to coach them up and I'll be completely candid. I haven't looked at the free agents, but well, I've got one for you. It's like a J like a JPP. I mean, any pass rushing free agent I'd be interested in. I think, is I think m- is JPP
2: a free agent? Uh, it's a good question. Is Melvin Ingram a free agent? Yeah, he's a free. So agent. I would just like the first people I would identify are people that Gus Bradley
0: just coached. Yeah. Well, he'd be their best defensive player immediately. Right. So uh, let's start there. I, you know, I'd, I wouldn't be opposed to give him like two years, $25 million or something. Give it short, but expensive. I'm not giving him some long-term deal. Yeah. He's been a little banged up. Uh, but I, he's a good... I, I liked him in Hard Knocks. I felt he has some I, juice. I, I'm with you.
2: Man, Nelson Aguilar thinks it'd be a good addition. <laughs> uh, this is from... Uh, uh, oh, shoot. I cut this guy's... Let me see. Here we go. This What's is, the guy's name? This is from Wakataka. Okay. Best podcast I listen to. Can you go in-depth, deep dive into your time at 95.7? Like what went wrong? Second question, what do y'all think is the long-term future of the NBA? I see it declining by 2040, maybe below the MLS. <laughs> so uh, we have done a deep dive on 95.7, which for those of you who are much newer to our podcast, was the radio station we worked at until the end of 2016 or like September 2016. Um, I don't necessarily want to do a deep dive right now. But I,
0: don't either. I did promise I don't.
2: a I did promise a Radio Road 95-7 story this week. So we, we are gonna have to get to that this week. Okay, let's do that next podcast. So we'll do that. Uh, what do you think the long-term future of the NBA is? I see it declining by 2040, maybe below MLS. Well, I think on the latter half of his question, it's I don't think it's really arguable
0: that the soccer momentum in this country has dramatically shifted in our lifetime, right? I'd say when we were like in junior high high school in the nineties laughing stock made fun of as we got into college in the mid I'd say even the early
2: 2000s it was easy still every fun, yeah, every Jim local Rome sports talk guy making was fun yes. of it was <laughs> making fun of soccer
0: I do think with the with EPL and the world becoming flat through our televisions it's become kind of cool right those guys are pretty famous and we just kind of casually follow them there's a lot of crossover like oh Messi's taking a picture with Steph or or Ronaldo's hanging out with Tom Brady, or at some functions, you're just those guys kind of becoming the vernacular. Soccer's growing. <clears throat> 2040 feels a little early, but I, I'm a belie- I think the NBA's in trouble. Uh, I, I think it's in major trouble in terms of popularity. It feels maybe it's just the last couple years. It feels a precipitous drop in the last 24 months of just its relevancy with people. It used to be relevant with. And maybe it's just people as you get older, you don't spend as much time, but people in my life that consume sports, they feel much more just football heavy, whether that's college or NFL, and then casual with the other sports. And maybe some maybe some individuals like baseball. I know a lot of people that like baseball a lot that are our age that don't like basketball.
2: Uh yeah, I mean I if I what's more popular right now, basketball or baseball, um, Depends that's not on the, the question that was asked, but yeah, that, that does depend on the market. I, I think you get more mainstream stars in basketball, and it's not even close yes. to baseball. So, And I do think the one thing that the NBA will have for going forward 20 years is I just think a lot of guys will continue to play. A lot of high-level, super elite athletes will continue to play the sport. It's a very accessible sport and um i think we'll continue to get great players playing the sport now
0: you're right but there are great players playing right now and people aren't really well i understand watching.
2: they got some stuff to fix but i mean that's we're talking about a very slim window in the history of the nba so i'm just saying in terms of like they are they are more than 20 years ahead of major league soccer in terms of the level of athlete <laughs> that they have playing. it feels about like 80 years right yeah
0: so it, to me for soccer to have a chance in america it would take several like the yeah that version i, I know I'm several not of them right. I'm sorry being on our squad us making runs in the world cup and then that guy he is not going to stay in the mls he's going to go to europe of being stars on real madrid how about jed's leads They're just cash and checks uh you know so yeah. those type places and then there would be some crossover because like knowing people with the niners they have a hard-on for leads like they they would not put their money in the nba over putting it in the epl <laughs> If you gave them the option, like I'm not saying it was exp- an option for them, yeah. but if you gave Jed, you said Jed, where would you want to put your hundred million dollars? You want to invest in a new buy with the Minnesota Timberwolves, or you want to buy in Leeds? They wouldn't even. Fl- I mean, they've already shown. But if you get, if they had had the option, they wouldn't have flinched and they would have gone across the pond. Which here's the other thing, red flag on uh, the NBA guy: the Minnesota Timberwolves are for sale right now. No one will buy them.
2: Well, they're, it's an overvalued franchise at this point.
0: But that's a problem, right? When franchises no are question. not quite
2: going. But I mean, it also got to a point where people went from our team should cost $570 million to $2 billion in a very Pretty short fast. window. Um, This from TJLG. Love the show. Thank you for the review. Uh, John, you talked about last week getting fired by Chip Kelly in 2013. It seemed like when Andy went to KC, he assembled his old staff. Why didn't you follow Andy to the Chiefs? Did you have that option at all? Did you choose radio instead? Keep up the great work.
0: He actually didn't. The only guy he brought was Veach because John Dorsey, when Andy went to Kansas City, <clears throat> he didn't want to be the GM anymore like he was in Philly. John Dorsey got to pick the staff. He allowed him he just said, Hey, I'm gonna bring my one guy, Veach, ironically became his right hand man slash GM. They've won Super Bowl since. Uh should have been a big sign for Dorsey, but uh uh yeah, and it just I think there was an option maybe to like interview for like a job in like Arkansas for them, I remember. And I, I like I a southwest scout. It. Yeah, but it was like three states, and it was to be like a work for the National Scouting Service. Yeah, you know, I just I'll say this. I, it's, I, it's easy.
2: I wasn't going to move. I know if you say it, it maybe it sounds less, it's you know, you uh, uh, sour grapes or something. Having known you like well before you worked for the Eagles, then visiting you in Philadelphia, then you were when I moved to San Francisco from Fresno to do the radio show at 95 7 The Game in late 2012, you were the West Coast Scout for the Eagles. And I do – you. I remember you were – I don't – at that point, you're like, I don't know if I love driving up and down the West Coast or any particular part of the country scouting. So I I remember you had a couple interviews, but also that it felt to me – tell me if I'm wrong. It felt to me at the time like you didn't have a job, so you would have taken a job, another NFL scouting job. But it wasn't – there were definitely feelings that this might not be what you wanted to do.
0: I'll tell this guy. And I would recommend this to any young person. I didn't have a, I didn't have a family. <clears throat> I, I really had the world by the balls in the sense that I didn't need to like responsibility. I could do whatever I wanted. I was not afraid at the time to go into the unknown for something that I didn't really want to do. And I was lucky enough to do that year scouting. I you know this, but I don't think people allow to do. I had a Honda Accord. I had seven or eight states on the West Coast. I did not fly everywhere. So when I went from UC Davis up to go Oregon two days later. I got in my car and I drove. And then where do you go from there? You go to Corvallis. And where do you go from there? You go to Eastern Washington. Where do you go from there? You go to Seattle. Then you got to shoot over to Pullman. Just start doing the math. Because I asked. I talked to like Phil Savage on the phone. He's like, yeah, just he lives in Mobile, Alabama. He's like, just driving to Florida State for the day. Be back tonight for dinner. It's like, what? You know, I'm just firing <laughs> over to Atlanta for the SEC championship game. My, a lot of my buddies that do the SEC. They like live in Charlotte and everything's with a two or three hour drive. Where you and I are right now, if we wanted to go to, like, Arizona State, which is the equivalent of that guy going to, like, Florida State, I don't know, how, how long would that drive take? 12 hours? I mean, it's not even forever. easy to fly.
2: I mean, hell, it's two flights to get to some of these schools.
0: Yeah, and I, I tell this to people all the time. Obviously, I like sports and football. I did not like it as much as those guys. So anytime you think that you like football as much as, like, your GM or your you know your coaches, you just don't. They're just... They're nuts. You're around just basketball, football people. The good ones are addicted to it. Addicted. I mean,
2: addicted. Miss it. Like right now are miserable. that They can't be in gyms just watching games.
0: Yeah. I, I a year out, I realized I was meant to be out. <laughs> you guys. Like, so, yeah.
2: Uh, We could talk about that forever. Um This from Dak and Zeke. I started watching your podcast in September on YouTube, and that got me to the podcast. I'd rather listen to your podcast and videos than First Tank and Skip and Shannon. Again, do you think – well, anyway, I'll just speed through here. Uh, what do you guys think will happen to Dak if the Cowboys don't sign him long-term? Do you think the Niners will be interested if he doesn't sign a deal with the Cowboys? Uh, do you think Carr will get traded? Thanks, fellas, and John, keep up the uh, Raider jokes. Um, clappy emoji. I don't think Carr gets traded. You?
0: No. Okay. Okay. They- what would it? Would you
2: agree they'd get a pretty good pick right now for him? How about car? I mean, I do think after this golf thing, I start thinking like, well, I, I mean, I know, uh, I know he likes him. Would he? Would he trade him to the Texans? Would I don't know if the Texans could could do that? Would uh, Would the Browns trade Baker for Deshaun and picks? Baker well, and well, picks. I was thinking, well
0: back to Derek. Would you just call Washington? Like, would you give us a first and a second for Derek? Two, yeah, would I you think- give us two ones? I think you could get more for Derek than people think. Like Someone t- tweeted at you me, think Jack like, what could they get him? for Del Derek? Del like, I, ju- I just said a first-round pick. The more I thought about it, they'd get more than they that. They would get more than that. Yeah. He's young, under contract. He's cheap. He's good. He's never a problem. Uh, but that, to me, you don't trade that. I, I actually think Mariota has some
2: value, right? Uh, Third we, or fourth? We disagree. Oh, for a what? Fourth? Sure. Uh, do you think the Niners would be interested with Dak, uh, in Dak if he doesn't sign a long-term deal with the Cowboys? Yes. I don't think I think he's gonna get franchised again. Well, I just asked, would you would the Niners be interested?
0: Uh I don't I don't think so.
2: Because of the price or because of the player?
0: Yeah, I just don't see them paying $120 million for Dak Prescott.
2: Uh that part I agree with. Yeah.
0: Cause I do think someone would Washington football team. I think Washington football team feels a little more desperate than even they're getting credit for right now. Because Ron Rivera, who tweeted out like last week he beat Cancer, you know what he's not trying to do? Go through years like he just went through. Yeah. <laughs> right? He they are going to get that's my that's my, I'll end this podcast on that. My prediction, they could do something like middle Do You just see what Washington football team did.
2: <laughs> uh, you can't end because we have one more to get to Danimal. I'll, okay, I'll be quick. Sorry. Great podcast. Live in Arizona. Grew up in the Bay Area. Huge Niners fan. Shanahan believer. My main question is about his Eval QBs. We had the chance to draft Watson or Mahomes. Took Solomon Thomas. Nobody knew Mahomes would be this good. But we thought Watson could be good. Hindsight's always twenty twenty. Kyle admitted he didn't research either one that much. He loves Kirk. It's the reason he didn't draft a QB that year. Moved up for Bethard in the third. Career backup at best. Jimmy's solid, but he's injury prone. Why are we to believe Kyle has learned his lesson that you need a QB with athletic ability as well as other intangibles, leadership, accuracy, decision-making? Kyle knows way more in football than I ever will, but I thought we should have drafted. Watson, your thoughts? Yeah, I don't think we... I think Kyle's a really good coach. I'm confident in that. I don't think we are. we know yet that he is open-minded to different types of quarterbacks.
0: I think, like any human being in life, when you move up in a job, and which he did, there's a major difference between, and I, I don't care that his dad was a head coach. He wasn't making, I, I, I think Pat Hill used to say this, there's a big difference between making suggestions and making decisions. It's a learning process, and that's a mistake that clear, you don't think they think all the time, like, Jesus Christ, should we have taken Deshaun or Mahomes? I mean, they took Solomon Thomas and Reuben Foster in the same draft. They, they think about that nonstop. It sucks. But you can't overthink it because you just – it is what it is. Now, how Last do you make it They are right
2: about Mitchell Trubisky.
0: I, 100%. <laughs> I thought it was very, very telling this year after they got their ass kicked by Josh Allen, some of his comments. Yeah. We did videos and podcast topics on that, that. I think it's fair to say that he's not married to the idea of just the cousin types, the match shots. I, I, I think he's open-minded to it. But I think it's fair to to give a guy time to learn that. It's not like Kyle's like, you know, he's David Kelly, 65, right? It's like, his shouldn't he be constantly learning of what he's looking for in guys? I I actually think he's pivoted pretty well. I saw him take Dante Pettis. It was awful. And what did he do? Debo Ayuk. We're like, God, he's figured that one out pretty quick, <laughs> right? If you told me the Niners draft a, a wide receiver in the rounds next year, I'll be pretty confident. if I was confident the dude they drafted from Tennessee if he could just stay healthy, the guy would be good. Like they, I think they have a good idea with wide receivers. I think they have a good idea with running backs. They were
2: really wrong I about think, Pettis. And I knew they were wrong when they, they made the pick.
0: Remember they were wrong about the Utah kid, uh, Joe Williams, who had gotten in trouble and they put back on the board and then he was yeah. just a disaster. Well, was that a fourth? I mean, it was a fourth-round pick. Yeah. But but still. I mean, Solomon Thomas, they drafted Solomon Thomas. A couple years later, they identified Bosa. Now, you can argue it was my mom could identify Bosa. Well, I watched him. I didn't love him that much. I had a couple buddies in the league that agreed with me I had one that said I was an idiot and clearly I was
2: (laughs) alright on that note thanks for uh, all the reviews and the questions keep them coming and uh, reviews all week yeah here we go here we go
1: after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward Medela the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward